When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, uh, Julie thankfully is back from her Euro tour, and we are very excited she's back on U.S. soil. Julie's not happy she's back on U.S. soil, but I'm happy. I'm, um, I'm happy that it ended. It was very on brand that this like siblings trip ended with us all going directly from various airports to urgent care. Oh, God. Are you okay? You're okay, though. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Shout out to my sister, Grace, who just checked into the hospital, though. <laughs> Your infection turned bad. But it was totally worth it. We went to Kensington Palace. We're going to talk about that later on. But the Miller siblings clearly go hard. <laughs> They're giving uh, like Rihanna a run for her money. But yeah, we're going to talk about Julie's trip. And she did some good, really excited to hear about her on the ground reporting in London related to the Royals. Uh, we also are going to talk about the girls finale. We want to talk about Coachella, which is obviously like Celebrity Hub, where they all converge uh, for two separate weekends in California. And we want to talk about that. And also Beyonce's Easter celebration. But first, we have to start with the girls finale, which aired on Sunday night. Since Josh jumped on the phone this morning, Monday, with Allison Williams, friend of the pod, to discuss everything that happened in the finale and Marnie, her character. Uh, for those who don't remember, Allison stopped by the studio a couple weeks ago to talk about Get Out and Girls and trials and tribulations of going blonde. But Josh, tell me what she said, because I think this was her only interview she did post-finale, right? Yeah, that's right. Also, it was funny because we actually talked on Saturday, too. We sandwiched the finale with interviews. I've never heard of this. (laughs) (laughs) Although I just use sandwich as the official term for that. It's definitely not. I know. Um, I missed that chapter in my journalism course in college. She was, it was actually kind of interesting because on Saturday she hadn't seen the finale yet. And like Lena obviously had seen it a billion times because she was editing it. And, you know, it, it was in her, I think she had mentioned when she came on the podcast to us that she had had it in her inbox and was planning to watch it at some point before. But she said she just wanted to watch it when everyone else did Sunday night. And then she was going to be going to Lena's. It's actually, I thought it was kind of adorable. She like went to Lena's on Sunday night. The two of them watched together. I don't know if you saw their Instagram stories, but they ordered in pizza. And it kind of was a mirror image of what was happening in the show, which Allison mentioned today almost, because it was the two girls were basically alone in the finale with Hannah's mom. And then, you know, it was the two of them watching it at in some apartment together. But she said today that she really loved it. I mean, obviously, she knew a lot of what it was going to be like, but that it was basically just like this short film that was this whole separate thing. You know, they all went upstate Spoiler alert. Right. And she, I thought Allison got kind of the best, funniest moments in the episode. She was kind of responsible for all the comedy relief. 
Completely. I'm curious if we had the same favorite moments. Like the things I wanted to make sure to talk to her about were singing Fast Car in the car, which was really funny to me when Hannah didn't want to hear it. Also, her FaceTiming with that personal trainer from Weehawk, and I loved that. Right. She was role-playing as like a sexy stewardess. I know. I feel like there's a spinoff potential there. And she was saying, because I asked if she had met him before, and she said they had never met, but she was very excited to meet him in person, which I feel like is going to be a funny interaction whenever they do meet. Hopefully she'll Instagram it or something. She also joked about how she comes down from being caught in a scandalous position by Hannah's mom. And then she comes, did you like my handling of that? Right, it's very nice. For all those like 13 and under (laughs) listeners... Yeah, got to keep things strictly PG-13 around here. But then when she gets downstairs and then she switches into that pajamas and pigtails, good girl uniform to like revert in the opposite direction, 100 degrees. I thought that was funny. Right. I know. But I would definitely watch the Marnie spinoff. The show being over hit me stronger than I thought it was going to, aside from, you know, our that she's our dear podcast friend. But this feels like an error being over that that show is so discussed, you know? I know. I know. It's very sad. It definitely hit me hard than I thought it would be. Look how earnest we are after last week's uh, mean-spirited brigade. (laughs) We only have daffodils to hand out now. Speaking of daffodils, that was a really inadvertent, great transition. The daffodils that get worn around the heads. What do you call those things? Flower crowns? Have you ever worn a flower crown? (laughs) No. Can you think of any occasion in which I would wear a flower crown? No. Have you? Strangely, I sort of have this feeling that I have. I feel like at a bachelorette or something. <laughs> I don't know. That'll be a separate investigation we'll do later. But this weekend was Coachella. Was it the first or second weekend? It was the first. Can't keep up. No, you're forgiven. You were in you were in England or could they don't even know it. They think Coachella is like something you put on your tea or something. Have you ever been to Coachella? No. And that appeals to me on no level, just because crowds are a little <laughs> too intense, plus the desert. I can't camp. But I feel like through all of like the Snapchats and Instagram videos, I feel like I lived it enough. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's honestly probably the best way to engage with it, right? Like you don't right. actually have to be there and deal with the sweat and the dust, loud music. We're <laughs> like 45 years old doing this. Do you have any desire to go? I would go if it was purely to like stay at a nice pad with my friends, maybe check out some brand activations. I saw a lot of these parties on Instagram and stuff where I was like, oh, that'd be fun to check out. Kendall and Kylie had that party, which I know we're going to talk about. Katy Perry had that weird shoe party. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. Also, it's just so expensive. I was looking up because there was a moment where Josh and I were considering going. And right. you, you can stay in these like glam yurts. But even one of those was like $3,000 for the weekend. That was out of our budget. If anyone wants to fund Julie and I going next weekend to weekend two, let us know. <laughs> we'll degrade ourselves with any sort of brand. We don't care. I mean, speaking of which, like, my favorite thing is reading people in Us Weekly's write-ups of the celebrities and which lounge they hit up. It's like a mad lib of different brands' names. For example, Leonardo DiCaprio was there, of course, because I try to keep him away from a DJ booth (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) But do you want to read this part? It's so crazy to me. I wish we could have everyone see this visual right now, but there's a photo in this report that is one of the... I want it framed. Oh, you know. it's so good. It's Leonardo DiCaprio wearing a hooded sweatshirt with a hood way down to his eyebrows. 
next to Orlando Bloom, also wearing a hooded sweatshirt, also with the hood down to their eyebrows, walking into this field. It looks like it should be a movie poster or something, like the hangover part. And I'm sorry, like, who are they trying to hide from? The whole thing is bizarre. Looks like they're on the run from, like, having robbed a bank. (laughs) Just a little much. I know if they wanted to blend in, they should have gotten a little bit more Coachella chic. This, to me, is way more conspicuous. Because they're not covering their faces. You can still see it's them. You know what I mean? Right. I also really like the anonymous dude in between them. That must be the security, right? Oh, good point. I was hoping it was like their hanger on who was, you know, trying to get some of the runoff Hollywood A-list energy and later tell his friends about it. But you're right. It's probably security. Okay, wait. The passage says... The passage. The passage. (laughs) I know. This is like we're in English seminar now in college. The same level of discourse. Uh, On Friday, DiCaprio 42 and Bloom 40 each hit the Velocity Black X One Oak up and down beach club just rolls off the tongue <laughs> where where partygoers attending the bash snacked on catch la sushi julie we've been to catch we have been and desserts refueled with iv drips i'm getting in so much commentary you can't even tell what's passage and what's me <laughs> with iv drips and massages my point there was going to be that these iv drip things that all the celebrities use really weird me out imagine the intensity of a party where they have to have iv drips on hand they even had the opportunity to jet ski in the mega mansion's very own backyard lake wow i just need a second to just absorb (laughs) all of the -the over-the-top adjectives that's it also doesn't sound that fun to me though does that sound fun to you I obviously know your answer to this is going to be resounding. (laughs) No. Jet ski in the Mega Mansion's very own backyard lake sounds lovely. That sounds picturesque. Amazing. I can't wait. Sign me up. But the whole One Oak Club vibe with IV drips and massages, that doesn't... I don't know. Also, who wants to eat sushi in the desert? Yeah, I want to note that Julie in the script this week put an editor's note. It's basically in this section, the only note here under this passage. It says, editor's note, who wants to eat sushi in the desert? Which is a great question. (laughs) I don't. It sounds like too many combinations of things that don't go together. You know, like on their own, each of these things could be fine. I've been to the One Oak Club in Los Angeles, I I have to say. And it's one of those clubs, I guess they're all like that, where you walk in and you feel like you're seizuring just because like the combination of lights and loud music. I also, we talked about this on the podcast when I was at a bar once with Leonardo DiCaprio. I feel like I know. No, no. It was like about a year ago at this place in New York called Back Bar. And he came in with two of his buddies. He had a vape pen, obviously. He had like a newsboy cap, obviously. He was wearing like a polo shirt. And he just sort of didn't do anything. He didn't dance. There was a group of girls. Some of them would come over to talk to him and the two guys. It was just very bizarre. Well, I feel like he's at the point of his life where he's been to so many clubs. He just needs to walk into that sort of atmosphere to get base level adrenaline. It's like us taking a nap is him going to a club, basically. Right. He goes there to relax. (laughs) I feel like Nina texts him being like, what are you up to? And if he's like not at a club, she gets nervous, you know? (laughs) The opposite of other girlfriends. Like, I feel like most girlfriends would be like, oh, he's at the club. Uh Uh-oh, is he going to talk to anyone weird? Nina's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Right. Are you feeling well? Do you have a temperature? Right. (laughs) 
Hi, she's Nina. We haven't talked about our girl Nina in a while. I know. I wonder if she was there. But I really want to see photos of people jet skiing in the Mega Mansion's very own backyard lake. Yeah, why aren't we seeing Orlando and Leo engaging in that? Also, Orlando is now part of this Leo crew. Have they always been friends? Have I missed that? It fits for me. It seems like very organic, so I don't have a problem with it, but... (laughs) organic yeah i love that they're kindred spirits i could see that i feel like they're both into spiritual stuff in a weird way no i don't i don't see that at all i see like maybe orlando bloom but not leo leo does not have time for that no but i just have so many questions about the party planner the layout just because there are so many different elements happening do they have the ivy drips on the dance floor is there a separate chill tranquil area for the massages I don't know. Right, exactly. Like, how do they shut off the music? If you can be an anonymous source, we'll, like, mess up your voice or whatever it's called. They don't want to be identified as having actually gone there. (laughs) We'll mess up your voice, just what they say in, like, CIA and stuff. So then also Kendall Jenner. The Jenner girls had... They didn't have the best time at Coachella. No, and I also feel like they didn't... Because going in, I feel like that was a big story last week because Kendall had this huge Pepsi ad scandal... And it was like, oh, she had to go to Coachella because she was contractually obliged to attend this party on behalf of Bumble, the dating app. Don't you hate when that happens? (laughs) Yeah, this reminds me of last year when (laughs) I was in this huge Wendy's commercial and then I had to go to this Tinder all day brunch. I really took that to the most literal (laughs) as if the joke needed to be like beaten to the ground. Kendall... I feel like she probably didn't want to go if I would, I'm guessing, right? And she right. had to. I thought it was very chivalrous, though. Alec Baldwin came to Kendall Jenner's defense on Twitter because I guess his daughter, Ireland, went to preschool with Kendall and he felt very protective. And he said, no one should blame Kendall. She's still really young. She's figuring it out. They should blame Kendall's management. That was an unexpected kind of delightful connection. I thought that he was coming out to speak on her behalf. So she obviously felt very embarrassed by all the backlash, but she had to go to Coachella. So then beforehand, there were these reports saying that she was going to give interviews, but that you couldn't ask about Pepsi at any of the interviews or the interview would immediately be shut down. You would be thrown into a pit (laughs) of fire and fed to alligators. I feel like they should have come up with something more creative. Like she would shame you on her Instagram account or something, you know, but... Props to her for still doing the interviews, though, because a lot of celebrities would have just canceled the second that happened. And you and I have both been in situations where we've been going to premieres or other events where there's a celebrity who maybe has something going on they don't want to talk about. And they often you'll hear about celebrities pulling out of stuff or canceling. You're right. She definitely didn't have to necessarily do these interviews. And then, wow, I'm reading this quote you wrote, which is super bleak. Kendall did not look happy at, at the party, a source tells people. She was hanging out alone on a corner couch in the VIP area with Haley Baldwin and staring at her phone. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. But this is, I guess, she and Kylie hosted this winter wonderland Bumble and Bumble affair where, Josh, what were the activities on the docket? Because Josh was invited to this. The invitation came with a snow globe. It was all winter wonderland themed, which I don't know how they made that happen in the heat of California. Well, when the rival party is having ivy drips on the dance floor and jet skis, you have to take it to the next level. (laughs) Even just looking at Kendall and Kylie's Instagram and Snapchats over the weekend, like it was full throttle. A lot of money went into this. Kendall looked okay. I feel like also this, I'm rereading this. You know, she was hanging out alone on a corner couch with her friend looking at staring at her phone. That could describe me at pretty much any event I ever go to. 
<laughs> so like maybe she was actually having a totally fine time. I don't think that sounds that bad. That's actually my optimal situation at a party. If it's just me and you in a VIP area, right. I'm just looking at my phone. That's fine. I'm I'm happy with that. Far away from the riffraff. I agree. Oh, wow. but, I'm, but also, wow, I'm seeing now the rest of this. Kylie was also there looking very sad, according to people. Whoever was doing the scouting for people, I feel like something happened to them earlier in the day. Because they're describing everyone as looking like despondent. But maybe that's true because it says she had an awkward run-in with her ex-boyfriend so who knows it sounds like both the Jenners did have tough times on Saturday right but I love I think my favorite celebrity sighting at Coachella and sighting on the internet (laughs) was Rihanna who wore this head to toe it looked like a full body chain mail armor sexy chain mail it was incredible it was a Game of Thrones chic kind of but also I don't get where I saw it on her Instagram, but like, did anyone see her in the wild wearing it at Coachella? I don't think so. She wore it to pose. I guess it was Gucci. It cost over $8,000. It's very hard to describe. But I just want to know, because you know she has a whole style team. So I want to see the lookbook, the Coachella lookbook pages she nixed. Right. Like what else was in contention for that to be the winner? Because it was so out there. I guess it very much fits with her brand. Of being like sexy alien. Would you be able to wear that? I mean, it's not at all practical, but I guess that's kind of, is that what fashion is? I'm not the one to ask, by the way. I kind of would want to try it on, but I just feel like at a music festival and what's 100 degrees there, right? Right, you're in the desert, you're sweating. Though I feel like Rihanna has her own climate system that is within a 100 yard radius, like whatever temperature she wants it to be, you know? I feel like somehow she doesn't have to worry with earthly concerns and the rest of us do. <laughs> But someone who was not at Coachella, <laughs> Beyonce. I know this is the one time we've ever had anything in common with this person, Beyonce. Um, so, Julia, I need you to set the scene because I know you did some investigating earlier today of what Beyonce was up to this weekend because she had a wild weekend of her own, actually, even though she wasn't at Coachella. Right, which was documented by her mother, Tina Knowles, who, by the of way, course. I think she does Instagram better than anyone else. Friend of the pod for Tina Knowles, even though like, she doesn't I know think we can we go are. that far. But I just love that she doesn't care. She will post five different photos or videos from the same event with everyone wearing the same outfit. She has no concern for like the Instagram flow or anything. She makes fun of herself. It's an earnest, I would say, use of the medium. No, it's definitely not manicured or calculating. Not to say other celebrities are calculating, but she just posts what she wants to post and she doesn't have the same... Right. Occasionally, she just posts videos of herself telling corny jokes. For Easter, she posted a photo of her, uh, Kelly Rowland, and Beyonce posing on their Easter Sunday. And of course, Beyonce is wearing this off-the-shoulder white ball gown. Looks incredible. But there are also a couple videos, and again, this really fits with Tina's does-not-care vibe. Videos of the camera going all over the place, catching Richard Lawson and her husband having a snippet of conversation with Jay-Z, who all you hear Jay-Z say is, yeah, and drinking a mystery mug of some sort of liquid. But it looked really great. Uh, Blue Ivy was there wearing bunny ears. All the little kids had baskets. It was pastel themed. Of course, there was like a full wait staff in black, you know, suits at attention. But you could tell they had whatever it was, I guess their little Easter egg brunch 
at the Polo Lounge in Beverly Hills at the kind of outdoor area. Oh, we have to go next time uh, in our mission to track down everywhere Jay-Z goes in LA, basically. And I love that everybody's wearing pastel. Richard Lawson has this amazing three-piece gray suit. I kind of feel like Richard Lawson goes everywhere wearing a three-piece gray suit. And then Jay is the only one not wearing pastel. He is the typical like black hat black baseball hat pulled low i just i love everything happening i'm trying to pull up because i also remember like you see jay and richard are talking across the table from each other which i kind of like i don't know something about it reminded me of my family like i feel like it was very relatable they were just kind of having to make small talk about whatever was going on across the table from each other you know tina who's wearing this fabulous blue and white striped affair i would say also posts like several selfies of herself at the same table i just i like everything that's happening there oh i'm seeing now that she said three-fourths of my girls because solange was at coachella right so does she include herself Mm. as a fourth (laughs) wait that's really confusing so (laughs) kelly she should have said two out of three (laughs) yes I guess she's one of the girls. I, I think she was a little mimosa drunk, but I forgive her. I love the photos. She didn't have to post anything. It was very nice of well, her. Well, my, my first reaction was I was very confused by Beyonce's sunglasses. <laughs> They're just a lot to hand. I can't even understand them now, and I'm looking again. Well, I feel like you're never supposed to get anything she wears. Also, I had that theory last week that Beyonce had already had her twins which i guess is not the case which was my other takeaway oh making it all about me. And unless they went to all the precautions of like getting the fake baby bump or what if this whole thing happened weeks ago and they saved these for easter to throw everyone really off the scent i wouldn't put it past them i mean it's possible these weren't instagram stories they were just instagrams we don't know when they does, she, does tina ever do instagram stories though I don't know, but when she does, it's going to be... <laughs> All bets are off. That's going to be our real Easter when that happens. Tina's outfit looks incredible, though. I think, in general, it looked like a really fun time. and It was a very high-class event. They had like very fancy bottled water that comes like in glasses. And to think about that Beyonce was supposed to be performing at Coachella, it, it seems like this is a better... When you're about to have a, you know twins, this is probably a calmer way to spend the weekend. I mean, even us, if you're not having twins, <laughs> I just think this is the nicer. <sighs> no, that's true. The next documentary Beyonce does, instead of one of those like overly, you know... Very conceptual, it should just be Tina. Tina's footage. So I'm excited to scope out that scene for ourselves next time in L.A. And speaking of trips, I'm really excited now to hear about your London trip. Last week, I was Skyping, I guess, recording from Paris. And then my sister, brother, and I made our way to London. And I guess I never really realized how much they loved me until they agreed to help me recreate the Whole Foods Kensington Palace Meghan Markle photo. Jack stood across the street to get kind of the grainy paparazzi angle. Yeah. Well, Grace, this was a two-camera operation. Grace was on my side of the street taking a photo. And having seen the Kensington gate, though, I have a lot of questions. Because the gates were wide open. Anyone could just walk right through there. That wasn't really the obstacle in getting into the palace. Anyone could drive through there. You have to go up this long stretch of road 
before you even get to like the gate where security actually is. So I have a lot of questions. Like, why did she stop there? Maybe she was confused about the entrance. Oh my God. Maybe we're on to something. Maybe we can break the story of that she actually had no idea where she was going and was like scared to turn around. I mean, in her defense, there was another entrance a couple blocks down. There are a lot of different entrances to Kensington Palace. Also, so right next to the gate where Megan was standing with the little Whole Foods bag, there was this crazy ski themed bar slash club that Grace, diligent friend of the pod that she is, we went in there together just to ask if Harry's been in because it's literally right next door. Like, can you imagine having a ski themed club right next to your house? And we know how they love A, carousing and B, skiing. So it fits all their interests. Right. So the nice girl working there who seemed a little creeped out that we were asking said that Harry did go a lot when the club first opened, which was in 2012, but he hasn't been seen there since. Megan has not come in yet, but they're hoping. They said, fingers crossed. Did he say anything about like what kind of stuff he got up to in the club? No, because Harry was there before this girl started working, but it's a restaurant until about 10 p.m. And then it turns into like a full on club. Wow. I feel they should really use like proximity to the past. Like, I guess they probably do. Have you ever been there to Kensington Palace? I was surprised how close up to Kensington Palace you can get. And and of course, the property's huge. So it's not like you're standing outside William and Kate's apartment. Megan, watch out. Julie's about to break in. Conveyor <laughs> belt through. <laughs> well, they uh, have this whole gift shop inside. There's like a cafe where you can have a very overpriced lunch. It was oh, me and a lot of 60-year-old women <laughs> shopping the gift shop. You can buy knockoff tiaras, like the ones Princess Diana wore. You can buy all the knockoff jewelry. It's pretty incredible. And I think I saw it. Was this in your Snapchat where you posted Kate Middleton merchandise you could buy? I was a little disappointed. They did not have as much Kate merch as I had hoped. And it was all like very, it was like books, photo books about her. It wasn't like I was hoping for like really cute bobbleheads. (laughs) But you could buy like a children's princess outfit and princess heels and a lot of royal wedding stuff. But I think my favorite, favorite stop of the London trip was talking to, we had this just charming concierge at our hotel named Trevor. Mm. I asked him about Meghan Markle on like a very slow afternoon when he wasn't schlepping a lot of bags. And he said, quote, because I recorded it on the sly. I don't. (laughs) uh, So on Harry marrying an American, he said, I don't think it matters if he's happy. That's all that matters. And he pointed to all the other royal families who married outside of English people. But then he kind of lowered his voice, looked both ways to see if anyone was looking. And he said, I still don't think that he's even Charles's son. He acts like that guy, which is James Hewitt. James Hewitt, yeah. Diana's rumored paramour who has the red hair and does look very much like Harry. He looks like him. He's even got that naughtiness like him. So that was very... I felt like Trevor and I were getting very close. And then I... I said, well, obviously you love Kate Middleton, right? Because who on this earth doesn't? And this was just a bombshell to me that this guy who calls... He's from England. He's very much a royalist, loves the crown. I walked away with a lot of viewing suggestions. 
But so on Kate Middleton, he said, I'm still very divided with Kate. I like her, but I think it was wrong for them to put Will and Kate in Kensington Palace. They spent Mm. 10 million pounds on renovating the playroom. Meanwhile, Buckingham Palace is falling down. He thinks, I guess, this is all Kate's doing. So he's implying Kate's pushing these renovations? Well, who else would be making that call? I guess William? George? <laughs> right, exactly. Like George and Charlotte. Held well, the I'm ready to fly you over to London to take it up with Trevor. I was very into Trevor when I heard of the Prince Harry conspiracy theory. Love a good conspiracy theory. But coming after Kate, I don't know, Julie. Well, wait, we spent way too much talking about Trevor because there's actual (laughs) royal news. Oh, my God. I love how you completely dismissed him after all we've said. But yes, Megan, the alarm was sounded for us on Twitter because of this Megan news today, which is that she is going to be, according to People, Hello, other outlets, going to Pippa Middleton's wedding, which we've talked about a few times now. That's huge because, one, they're not engaged. They don't live together. So there is one caveat. She, oh. <laughs> she oh. She's, <laughs> before we get too excited, she is going, but she can't, according to People, is pretty, you know, legitimate with these kind of things. She's going to the party at night, but she's not allowed to go to the ceremony. To translate that into wedding vocabulary, she's going to the reception, right? Right, right. <laughs> the, the party, as it's never called. So she's going to the reception, but she's not allowed to go to the church for the actual service. I think that's fair. Yeah, it actually feels like a really good compromise, I guess, right? So, like, she gets to be there with Harry and, like, she's part of the crew. I've seen that actually at bar mitzvahs and weddings and all kinds of things where you have someone who just comes to the party and not the actual, like, service element. By only inviting her to the reception, Pippa is very much ensuring that uh, Megan's not going to steal her thunder. Pippa, I feel like, handled this very well. She doesn't come off in any way rude or like, oh, she wasn't handing out the invite. But I also think it's very appropriate when you're a month out from a wedding not to hand out a full-on invitation to the whole event. I know. I wonder if Harry emailed Pippa, like texted her, hey, can I get a plus one? (laughs) Plus one. Well, then related to this also, Megan ended her relationship with this Canadian clothing brand, Reitman's. She is their spokesmodel. She designed a line with them. And so she quit her ambassador role over the weekend, which obviously comes on the heels of the great TIG shutdown of 2017 that we're still in mourning over. So all of this, it seems like it's all lining up, right, Julie? Right. It's just, it's weird to me because you think like a traditional engagement that you want some element of support but this seems very plotted. So I wonder if Harry and Meghan have had these conversations, have been like strategizing, because wouldn't you want to be like surprised with the proposal? It doesn't feel like there's any element of surprise here. You're right. It all feels very professional and like she's ending her relationships with different company. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have a lot of whimsy and romance to it. But I guess when you're dealing with, you know, Trevor's people, the royals, you must handle things with this like intense structure. But yeah, I agree with you. It's also to me, I was talking to someone else very quick. They haven't even been dating a year. I'm waiting for that announcement that she's being written off of suits because you know that's coming next. Yes. Well, another interesting element is that one of the reports said she had asked for the week off of suits to go to Pippa's wedding. But 
according to a source uh, that we have here at VF, uh, Suits is already actually going to be on hiatus that week. So she did not ask for any time off. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Little did I know when I graduated from college, I'd be trying to break down the USA procedural production schedule. Isn't Pippa's wedding coming up soon? Yeah, May 20. It's too bad you didn't overlap with that, Julie. Oh my God. We have to find a way to get out there. We should pitch that. We should do some on the ground reporting for Pippa's wedding. Right. We'll get our fascinators ready. What's Megan going to wear to this wedding? This wedding just got tabloid wise, went from like an 8.5 to a 400. (laughs) Because now it's just going to be all these reports about what Megan and Harry are up to at this wedding. Right. And do we know the location yet? I think I read somewhere that the reception was going to be at the Middleton's Buckleberry Estate or however you pronounce that. Is that what you read or no? Yeah, that seems right. To have this party at their estate is kind of crazy, though. Like, I mean, I guess they have a big estate. I don't know. I really hope that James Middleton is catering with all the custom marshmallows, though. Marshmallows, I know. We still that that should really be how we celebrate Pippa's. We finally get those marshmallows. But anyways, Megan, I feel like Megan was maybe somehow your whole experience there is what's kind of gave Megan the push she needed to get that invite. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe Trevor put a good word in for her. <laughs> That does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, It really helps us find new listeners. We appreciate it. Also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these very important subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, which you definitely should to see the picture of Julie paying homage to Ms. Markle. Uh, check us out at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was produced by Jennifer Lai and Alana Milner and edited by Afim Shapiro. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Until next week, no bad energy. 